Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, October 17th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So tonight we begin in earnest our coverage of the midterms three weeks from tomorrow. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a braggart sometimes, but I'll tell you, I think we'll have the best political coverage uh, in the nation. And if you see anybody better or even close Please let me know, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, because what we're going to do is just facts, methodically work it down to what is likely to happen and what is happening now. And over the weekend, there was a change. There was a change in the political tenor uh, that nobody that I know of picked it up, but I did. Um, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. The change is this. The leader of the Democratic Party, President Biden, is becoming increasingly detached from reality. Okay? He's out of touch. And every time he makes an appearance, a national appearance, that becomes clearer to the country. Now, there are a third of Americans that don't care about that, that they will vote for Democrats and Biden no matter what. Same thing with Nixon when Nixon was, uh, had to resign. About 28% of Americans, they would have supported Nixon no matter what he did. And that range doesn't deviate. Those people are just hardcore liberals or conservatives. They're not going to change. But over the weekend, we saw Joe Biden in Portland, Oregon, and someone asked about the economy. Go. Yes, our economy is strong as hell. In the internal inflation is worldwide, worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. And that's how it's worldwide inflation that's consequential. Okay, our, our economy is strong as hell. That's just not true. That's like the border is secure. It's not true. Yet Biden has no trouble saying that. And, and a lot, well, he's a liar. He may well be a liar. All right. 
But from my analysis of him over the past two years, he simply doesn't know what's happening. And people tell him, oh, don't don't, worry, the economy's strong. Now, today CNBC came out and said there is a 100% chance of a recession in America. That isn't a strong economy, Mr. President. But will he even hear about that? Probably not. He lives in a bubble. That ice cream cone that he was holding cost probably 30% less this year, last year at this time. Okay, so again, so Biden says our economy is strong as hell, and it's the other countries that are having the inflation problem. It's the other countries. So I go, told myself, all right, gave me this stats. We have had seven months in the United States of America with inflation over 8%. Not since 1981. Has inflation been this bad? That was Jimmy Carter, okay, who got waxed by Reagan. And since June 1st, just a few months ago, the Dow has dropped 8.5%, more than 3,000 points. The S&P has dropped 10% since June 1st. Now, these are, these are 401ks, college all of your investments, boom. And people are going to see those statements at the end of October, and they're going to be horrified. And that's the big change. Now, Biden should be saying, hey, we recognize there's a problem. We're working on it, and we have great solutions, and we're going to turn it around. That's what most politicians would say, but not him. He denies that it is even a problem. No problem. It's the other, other countries. Not us. We're strong as hell. No, we're not. <laughs> okay? American workers are falling way behind. And everybody knows it who works for a living. Everybody knows it who has investments. And there's this guy out saying, ah, ah, strong as hell. Hey, the board is secure. Don't worry about those. 150,000 Americans dying from narcotics because they're flooding into the United States and Mexico. Don't worry about the 5 million foreign nationals who showed up here since I'm president. No, don't worry about it. Border secure. Why? Because I'm saying it's secure. Now, that is madness. It's madness. And so what, what is happening is even the dimmest among us the people who don't know anything and don't care to know anything, the lazy people who want to live their lives in a shell on the Internet or whatever they do, even they are starting to go, it's not, it's not working. Now, many of them don't vote, but enough do that it could make a difference. And then the independent voters, which now are the deciders, I can't break for Biden and the Dems. You just can't. So I'm going to give you my predictions tomorrow, but I will tell you tonight that American voters have to see there is no attempt at all by Biden and his administration to solve any problem. I mean, this ridiculous Inflation Reduction Act is just a fantasy. It doesn't reduce inflation. It never will reduce inflation. In fact, 
when the Fed meets again, they'll raise interest rates again. That kills the American housing industry, kills the construction industry. I mean, it's just like this. But the economy's strong as hell, according to Joe. And that's a memo. Okay, uh, Fox News poll. Fox News, hey, on the polling. I'm watching a polling this cycle, but this is an interesting one. So it came out uh, with 1,206 uh, th- 1, registered voters. 42 Democrat, 41 Republican. Fair sample, 17 independent. Would you reelect Biden in 24 if the election were held today? Reelect 33. There are the zombies, 33. Vote for someone else, 54. Joe Biden's traits are assessed by voters. Cares about people like me? Yes, 46. No, 51. Honest and trustworthy? Yes, 44. No, 52. Has mental soundness to serve? Yes, 40. No, 56. Is a strong leader? Yes, 35. No, 62. So if 30, only 33% of Americans are gonna, would vote for Biden again tomorrow, he's done. And I told you months ago he wouldn't run in 24. I think it was the first national broadcast to do that. And now I don't even know if he's going to make his next two years. Don't, I said that before. Might be like a health thing. This is doom. Doom. All right, a schedule today. Uh, President Biden did nothing. He showed up at the White House one, around uh, 1 o'clock, 1220 from Delaware, and he, he didn't do anything. <laughs> Maybe he had an ice cream cone. Maybe, I, I, I'm mocking him. He deserves to be mocked. He deserves to be mocked. I'm going to get, uh, Thursday, I'm going to get into why he's the second worst president in the history of our republic after two years in office. So if you really want to know about your country's history and the presidents who have been terrible, Thursday I'll do it for you. All right, let's segue into the Igor Danchenko trial. Not getting a lot of coverage in the media because it's embarrassing to the Clinton campaign in uh, 2016, particularly, and the FBI. So there's Igor. Igor is a private research guy who pushed the bogus uh, Russian dossier that said Donald Trump did terrible things and had ties to Russia, which is all untrue, as we know. He's on trial on charges of lying to the FBI. On Friday, a judge, Anthony Tranga, threw out one of the four charges, said there wasn't enough basis to go forward to the jury, but uh, three charges will go to the jury. Now, today, closing statements uh, were made, and the jury gets it this week. It's not going to take long. He'll be convicted. Uh, he didn't even take the stand, Danchenko. And his lawyers did not present one defense witness to stick up for him. No one. So it was just the prosecutor, federal prosecutor, made his case, lied to the FBI, and uh, Danchenko and his defense people said, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the best strategy. Uh, maybe he could have had his mom come in and go, well, he was the nice boy. But joining us now is a guy who knows a lot more about all this than I do. His name is Brett Tallman, former U.S. attorney from Utah, 
and he comes to us from Salt Lake City this evening. So uh, this trial, um, from what I'm reading, I didn't see it, but it really is damning to the FBI. And can you explain to the audience and to me how damning the testimony has been? Yeah, so Bill, it boils down to there are two basic charges against Danchenko. One, that he lied about communications with a Clinton campaign operative named Dolan. And then two, that he lied about a phone, an anonymous phone call that he received, both of which were very important issues to the, the legitimacy of the Steele dossier. Now, the judge, as you, you commented, threw out the first one, and it's, it, it, it makes me worried about this judge, the, the reason. The allegation was that by the FBI handler that he lied when he asked him if, if Danchenko had talked to the Clinton campaign operative Dolan. The judge threw it out because the evidence was that their communication was via email and not actually verbally. Now, that should concern everyone because the judge looks to be, you know, that typically would not be the basis for throwing out a charge, um, finally um, sort of analyzing the definition of what talking means. The government clearly was indicating communication with Dolan. The judge threw it out, though, saying there was no evidence that there was an actual verbal conversation between the two. On the second part, the evidence has been very good that that Danchenko lied, that the FBI was concerned about it, that they shut down, the FBI actually shut down um, corroborating investigative lines and went forward with it. So it's damning to both Danchenko and damning to the FBI. What I worry about is, I think you were right that the evidence is there to convict them, but a judge that, that you know, parses the first count as he did uh, I worry about that judge taking a look, and he indicated that he was going to look at whether or not the evidence really was sufficient, even if the jury returned a verdict of guilty. All right. But if the jury does return a guilty verdict, the judge could be do what he wants, but he's going to make the judge look very bad. Um, yes, that's right. So the FBI knew that Danchenko was running a scam trying to help the Hillary Clinton campaign, yet instead of shutting everything down, it went ahead and got warrants based on the false testimony of Danchenko that the FBI knew was false. Is that correct? That's right. They, they went and obtained at least four FISA warrants based on isn't information. That that, isn't that a crime? It, it, it is to... to to misrepresent to a tribunal, the irony is, Bill, it's the same crime they're, they're accusing Danchenko of, and that no, is Comey, misrepresentation. Comey, right? and Mc, Comey and McCabe, the two in charge of the FBI, you would assume knew that this was happening. It was that high a profile case. They have to know. So they're, they're allowing their underlings to mislead FISA judges, and they all know that the warrants that they're um, receiving are tainted. I believe that's the word, tainted. Isn't that a crime? Shouldn't McCabe and Comey, based on the evidence presented in the Danchenko trial, be charged? Yeah, there's 0% chance that Comey and McCabe weren't briefed in on this, you know, everything happening. 
the the question really is did they know were they being informed about the concerns that that were developing among the investigators on the legitimacy of this and i have to think they were they were being informed and if so it's so disappointing that this this durham investigation has not reached the upper levels of the fbi or doj it's just staggering um it really is staggering because this was uh, a presidential election in which the FBI was actively rooting for the Hillary Clinton campaign. If you just want to break it down. And they were using the power of the Federal Bureau of Investigation to help get Hillary Clinton elected, right? And Bill, if you dig into some of the evidence presented in this case, there were actual communications with between the handlers and their, their sources, like Danchenko, about a great victory for Hillary Clinton and congratulations and that, hey, you've got fans in Russia. <laughs> so, I mean, just phenomenal stuff coming out in this trial. Is it possible when the Republicans take over Congress that Comey and McCabe could be reinvestigated? And is it possible down the road they could be charged with something? Yeah, I think it is possible um, if individuals in both the Congress and in DOJ are willing to step up and, and, and actually pursue where the facts are. Put, a, put aside the politics and actually issue subpoenas and get a grand jury seated and go after those folks that uh, have purposely, you know, m manipulated so, so their no power. there's no statute of limitation. There's no double jeopardy. That means trying people twice. There's none of that. McCabe and Comey have dodged now, but down the road, they could be held accountable if the stars align. That's correct. There are plenty of statutes with very long statute of limitations that could apply here. Okay. Final question. Do you think Danchenko is going to be convicted as I do? I do. I think that there's sufficient evidence that he lied. One of the key facts being, Bill, that when the handler was concerned about the truth of what he was telling him, he asked him questions to see if he could recall some of the thing, the lies that he said, and the answers came out differently. The, grand, the jury heard that. I think that's enough to convict him at least on the three counts. All right. So he contradicted what he had said uh, before, and the FBI Correct. was able to prove that. Durham, is he done now after this, or does that continue to go on? No, I think he, you know, I think the concern is, is that uh, he, he shut other lines of investigation appear to have been silenced or, or at least shut down. And, you know, what, what does he have left? You know, it's, it's hard to say. Um, so I'm not positive that he, he has other lines, but I would, uh, if I were betting, I would say that he's probably going to shut down the operation after this. A to F, what grade would you give Durham? Well, if we're talking just effort, it would be, certainly be more positive, but he's you know, at a C or a D at this point because we did not get to the levels of uh, uh, you know, investigation we wanted. We didn't get the targets. He's also suffered an acquittal on, on the one that connected them to the campaign. So very, very difficult to grade him higher. Okay. All right, Brett, thanks very much. We appreciate it, as always. Brett Tallman in Utah. Okay, so here's an interesting story about Barack Obama. I get a lot of mail. It says Barack Obama's behind the uh, Biden administration, pulling the strings and all that. 
And it's not true. Um, Obama is well thought of within the Biden administration, but it's not like he's involved with policy decisions. Maybe they'll call him once in a while for advice because he's a very savvy politician. But he's not day to day uh, telling Joe Biden what to do. That's Ron Klain, the chief of staff. That, that's who tells Biden pretty much what to do in conjunction with Susan Rice, who is the head of domestic policy in the United States, those two. So Obama goes on Pod Save America, which is a left-wing podcast, and he's talking about woke. Roll the tape. You know, sometimes people just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells. Uh, and, and, and they want some acknowledgement that life is messy and that all of us at any given moment uh, can, you know, uh, say things the wrong way, you know, make mistakes. Okay, the reason Obama's saying that is to send a message to the progressive left that you've overstepped, particularly in the school parents thing. That's going to really hurt the Democrats on November 8th, because most American parents are not ideological people. Some are Republicans, some are Democrats, but they don't live in that ideological political world. They're trying to make a living and raise their kids, but they don't want their kids coming home with this insane uh, woke nonsense. Okay, so that was a message Obama was sending there. He also knows that there is a backlash against the Democratic Party because it is associated with woke. It's the progressive left doing the woke, not conservatives or Republicans. Okay, I wrote a column uh, filed yesterday, Trump's Revenge, about this, and then about the people who have embraced this woke and this hate Trump and all the Trump supporters are horrible, vile people. Now there's a big backlash. So if you, I hope you read the column on BillOReilly.com. You don't have to be a premium member or anything. You just punch it on up. There it is. Um, and uh, I think you'll learn something from it. Now, the media is woke. They love it. Love it. Even the sports media. Roll the tape. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coast against each other. We just know each other. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grew up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Very intelligent statement by Tampa Bay head coach Todd Bowles. It's the media that fuels this stuff. That's what they do. You know, and oh, it's, it's so awful. Okay, mass shootings. This is when four more people are shot in a single incident. Now, we cover this because there is a problem with mass shootings, but it isn't the lone nut that goes into the school in Evaldi or other places, Parkland, Florida, and kills it. That's a, certainly a problem, okay, and, and happens 
far too often around the world and in the United States. But there is an endemic problem, a problem that is growing in another arena. So let me run down the uh, incidents. Harrisburg, Virginia, eight people shot and wounded, ages 18 to 27. Okay, we asked the Harrisburg police, what is the ethnicity of the victims? They will not tell us. Okay, African-American has been arrested as the gunman in shooting eight people in Harrisburg, Virginia. Atlanta, Georgia, three male victims hurt, one female. This was at a black college, Clark, Atlanta. Okay, we asked the Atlanta police, ethnicity wouldn't tell us. Denver, Colorado, a house party. All right, one killed, seven hurt. We don't know the ethnicity, the Denver police won't say. Worcester, Massachusetts, house party, six victims hurt. Worcester police won't say what the ethnicity is of the victims or the perpetrator. Freeport, New York. Okay, three 16-year-old boys hurt, 14-year-old boy hurt in a party in a black area of Long Island. I assume they're all African-Americans, three 16-year-olds and a 14-year-old. Pittsburgh, two women killed, all right, one man killed, one man hurt, three dead, one wounded in North Pittsburgh. We asked the police, no one won't tell us. Okay, now, this is so strange that all we want to know is who the victims are, whether they're white, Hispanic, African-American, Asian, or other. Why won't you say? They adamantly won't say. Because most of the victims and the perpetrators are African-American. This is where the mass shootings are coming from. These communities. Now, that's a fact. And we've given you the stats over and over and over again. That is mostly African-Americans who are being murdered and wounded in the streets by other African-Americans. You are never going to solve the problem until you acknowledge the problem. Now, of course, poverty drives that. Derelict parents drive it. All right. This isn't hard to figure out. But the authorities now stonewall the information because of woke. That's why they do it. Awful. Let's solve the problem. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. 
Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Putin continues to kill uh, civilians in uh, Ukraine. I'm sure you've heard he sent rockets into Kiev. Uh, people are dying. And what else is new with Putin? All right, he's a war criminal. And uh, there are a sliver of Americans who say we shouldn't be involved in Ukraine at all. Why are we over there? We shouldn't be giving them any support. Let Putin do what he wants. Doesn't affect us. Of course it does. Now, I've heard Tulsi, uh, I want to be fair here. Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman from Hawaii, walked that line. Okay, but we don't have a soundbite from her saying specifically that Ukraine, we shouldn't be there. What we do have is she left the Democratic Party and here's what she said. Go. Well, first I'll say President Biden has been Uh, enacting policies and actions that have further escalated this war, rather than exercising the opportunity and responsibility that he has as the president of the United States to work to bring these parties together, de-escalate, and come to a negotiated peaceful solution. That's not true. All right. So NATO, and particularly Macron in France and Erdogan in Turkey, okay, have been directly in touch with Biden with Biden, with Putin, saying, look, let's come to the table. Now, if Biden didn't want that, then that wouldn't happen. So NATO is trying desperately to get Biden, to get Putin, Putin, Biden, Putin, Biden, to get Putin to the table. And Biden doesn't oppose that. Now, why would you put Biden on the phone with Putin? Biden can't remember what day it is. Now, Macron is the guy who's trying to drive this. Now, Gabbard misrepresented that 100 percent. Oh, no, I mean, we don't care. We're not trying to negotiate. Yeah, we are. Nobody wants this. Okay, UK, it's coming here. I just don't report on things in England. It's coming here. This is an unbelievable story. So there's a group over there called Animal Rebellion, and it's a bunch of young people running around who think that global warming is caused by food. So these uh, kids are running into grocery stores, taking milk and dairy products and destroying them. Okay, it's happening all over the UK. We got London, Manchester, Norwich, Edinburgh and Scotland. And the statement is this, quote, the dairy industry is incredibly environmentally destructive. The world's top five meat and dairy corporations are now responsible for more CHG emissions 
than Exxon, Shell, or BP. We need a plant-based future now. <laughs> so what this is about is that these nuts are tying in dairy and meat production to global warming. They want to force everybody to eat just plant-based vegetables. That's what they want. Now, believe me, that's coming here. And this is totalitarianism. This is climate change fascism. Like, oh, the threat is so bad that we're all going to die in 10 years that our whole society has to change in every way. We have to have socialist government, can't have any dissent, and you got to eat legumes. <laughs> okay, not really funny, but it's funny to me. Smart life. So I know a lot of people. And every human being that I know, every single one of them has a skill set, something they were born with. They were born with um, talent. You know, when I wrote uh, Killing the Legends, Elvis Presley's talent, it's staggering. John Lennon, same thing. Muhammad Ali, unbelievable talent. Now, most of us don't have talent at that level, but we all have talent. God-given talent. We're born with it. And the key to a smart life is finding out what that talent is and then doing it and making a living from it. Now, that's not taught in school, and it's not even encouraged in society. It's like, oh, well, why don't you be an insurance salesman? Nothing wrong with being an insurance salesman, particularly if you're good at it. But it's like society wants to put you in a little bubble. So... You grandparents and parents out there, you should be looking to see what talent the urchins have. I did that. I, you know, I analyzed my kids and saw what they did particularly well. And then I put them on a path to explore that. So it didn't work out 100%, but it worked out pretty well. You know, they found things they like to do. And even if you're a senior citizen, you can still develop that talent and market it in some cases to have a smart life. But when I see people, my father was miserable in his job. He was a low-level accountant, and he had so much talent, uh, very gregarious, witty, smart, well-spoken, uh, military officer. And it, it just but he's afraid. So in addition to finding out what your skill set is, you got to be, you have to have the courage to pursue it. That's a smart life segment for today. This day in history, October 17th, 1986, 36 years ago, Ronald Reagan signed the comprehensive immigration law. This is amazing. So 1986, uh, the bill prohibited the hiring of illegal aliens, could not hire them in the United States and offered amnesty to undocumented migrants who had entered the USA prior to 1982, four years before. So there was a window, 82, okay, uh, to 86, no. But if you had entered the USA prior to 82, you got amnesty. And this was millions of people. In addition, Increased border security 
blah, 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 blah. And you remember Reagan, if you're a certain age, saying, oh, this is going to solve the immigration problem. But of course it didn't, because the federal government did not enforce the hiring aspect of the new law. Didn't enforce it. And so it all fell apart. And that was 36 years ago today. All right, mail segment, final thought um, about people trying to rip you off. Right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, let's get to the mail. Hugh, on the message board, I understand O'Reilly's comment about Biden standing up for his son's addiction, his compassion. Does he have any compassion at all, Joe Biden, for those parents whose sons died from overdoses, drug overdoses? No, he doesn't. Biden is centric to Biden and his family. He doesn't have any compassion. I haven't seen it for anybody else. A lot of politicians like that. And concierge member and gets direct access to me. Just priced a flight for business the Sunday before Thanksgiving. More than $1,000 round trip. Same flight two weeks later, $267 round trip. You're gonna, I told you two weeks ago, the gouge is here. You're going to fly over Thanksgiving or Christmas. They're going to kill you. Alan. Never-ending delays, lost baggage, surly staff, cancellations, price gouging, overloaded telephone, answering service, long lineups, driving looks good. If you can handle the driving, even with the gas prices, better off. Robert, concierge member, that was something to watch. Uh, You and Chris Cuomo enjoyed the journalism lesson on anonymous sources. Maureen. As for this Fetterman character running for the Senate in Pennsylvania, the Democrats don't care he isn't up to the job. It's just a voting seat for them. I would agree with that. But there are some Republican candidates that are pretty bad, too. So that might apply to both parties, Maureen. 
Dennis Laffin, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. On numerous occasions, you have expressed exasperation on how anyone could possibly vote for Democrats in the upcoming midterms. I share your frustration. Remember, though, two years into the Great Depression, Herbert Hoover still got 39% of the vote. What an excellent analysis, Dennis. I did not know that. But now I do because you told me. And on Thursday, when I analyze a historical look back at terrible presidents, I'm going to bring that in. 39%. Hoover just sat there. Didn't do anything. Who does that remind you of? David Langston, Paducah, Kentucky. O'Reilly, I heard you say that President Grant destroyed the KKK in 1871. Who was responsible for all of the cross burnings, lynching, and other attacks after that? Individuals? Individuals were responsible? Criminals? Okay, I mean, Grant sent federal troops down. He broke the organizations. They weren't allowed to exist. But the individuals can get every criminal. Wish you could. John Primsky, Fort Collins, Colorado. What would make us believe dark money used in the 2020 election? Zuckerberg would not be used again to ballot harvest in cities like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Phoenix, Columbus, Milwaukee to win the Senate for the Democrats. It's up to the states. The states got to watch it. They're in charge. So we're all watching. But it's the states. Lori Concierge, remember, maybe I'm dumb or clueless, but... How do they know that a prehistoric bird killed this little Neanderthal girl 115,000 years ago? Because the bones that were recovered in Poland have little bite marks on them. And the bite marks, the um, archaeologists traced to this giant bird. It's an amazing science. It really is, this archaeology. Uh, Gunnarburg, Yakima, Washington. Mr. Raleigh, my father and I have bought every killing book. Usually we swap who buys, but this time I ended up getting both of them yesterday. This is a tradition that started with killing Lincoln, and I now have my first baby due November 10th. I pray that someday this little one and I can share the same experience together with the killing books. First of all, congrats on the baby I hope it is very healthy and you guys are deliriously happy. And second of all, you know, if you can develop a rapport with your children over the history books, the killing books, that's a fantastic thing. Joseph Vigioni, Potsdam, Pennsylvania. Love the No Spin News. I watch it here in Thailand, where I am eight months of the year. While I was in the U.S. this past summer, I read The Killing the Killers. It was the best nonfiction book I have ever read. I appreciate that compliment. Jeffrey Werner, Raleigh, North Carolina. Killing the Legends is great history and a super read. Your hard work shows page after page. Yeah, Dugard and I work hard. There's no doubt about it. We do. Okay, so if you want Killing the Legends, you go to BillOReilly.com. We'll blast it right out for you. If you renew your premium membership or concierge or sign up or sign up, you get it free. Okay, so that's a great deal. And you're going to get discounts on all our stuff for Christmas. That's a great deal. Uh, Word of the day, do not be callow. C-A-L-L-O-W. Right back with the final thought.
All right, here's the final thought of the day. Uh, when I'm out and about, you know, I look around and I see what's happening. It, a couple of years ago, I couldn't get anything done because of COVID. Every day, I can't do a COVID. Can't do a COVID, 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 COVID. I couldn't get Killing the Killers printed last year when it was supposed to be out because of COVID. Everything backed up. Couldn't do it. COVID this, COVID that. Don't have enough employees, COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. Now, inflation. Get your bills. Look at your bills. They're killing you. Killing you. Killing me. I compare the bills from year to year. And I mean, it's, it's stuff like cutting the grass. Inflation, cutting the grass. Uh, uh, you know, it, oh, inflation. It's inflation. Yep, that's what it is. We're getting gouged. Not only by the airline industry and, and a lot of the others, but in our daily lives. Oh, it's inflation, 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 inflation. Because they stack it on. It's not 8%, it's 15% up. So just be aware of that. In some cases, I even renegotiate, and I've been successful in doing that. Anyway, thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.